This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 30. That's a scary number. There's a cliff to town
Hello and welcome to iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 30. I am Josh and I am back. Um, Woo! But, I'm, but I'm sick, so if I start coughing in your ear... It's always, always an excuse with Always you. something, always hey, something. I, I could have missed it again and left you two to your own devices. With me are Ron... Hello. Okay, there he is. And Connor... Hi. ...who uh, forged on in my stead last week and I thought it was an admirable job. I do not have an inflated ego... <laughs> um, but I did laugh when you said it. You know, you know uh, we're really not, you know, one for like numbers or statistics or anything. But our, um, I can't even say it. But our download numbers are always significantly higher, Josh, when you're not on the podcast. Were they? Which I don't. Which which really does. I think it's just coincidence because there's no way anyone knows you're not on the podcast until they download it. So it's not, you know, like. But it just, it's just one of those funny things. Let me happens. ask you: Does it work this way? Since yeah. there's significantly less content, is it a smaller <laughs> file? Yeah, <laughs> funny, 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 funny. Oh, but it's good to have you back. It's good thank to you have very you much. Uh, okay, basically, uh, we are from myfanboy.com. It's a website basically. that we started to talk about. I'm doing it as quick as I can to talk about comic books with people who are of like mind and enjoy intelligent comic book discussion. And then every week, one of us will read a stack of books. Uh, lately, it's just been Connor, and uh, he will <laughs> pick the best thing of the week. And uh, then we will discuss it here, among other things. I've heard recently that some people tell me uh, that that they're only downloading, like they'll download ones where the book with a pick interests them. And I said, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. And that's a loss because which is yeah, which is such a loss because we only talk about the the pick for like five minutes, five ten minutes at most. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just blah 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 blah. Comedy gold. (laughs) (laughs) No no no, content rich rich content. Right uh, in sure. web speak. Anyway, this week uh, it was Connor's pick. As I said, we're not giving them any content now. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Talk about that. It's me again. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, so this week Ron had plans and Josh was in transit, so I took the reins again. Cause Sorry, that's what I do. It's uh, Ron's birthday. Well, yeah, and, and it, I could have done the pick, but it wouldn't have gone up until like Friday or Saturday, and, and people would have complained. Yeah, and, exactly. So. <sighs> We're slaves to the machine now. All right, so the pick this week was 52 Week 1, the inaugural issue of the 52 uh, Project. I, I don't know if I'd call it a series or a miniseries. It's a series. I guess it's a series. Yeah. It's How a maxi- many series last 52 issues? It's a super maxi-series. Uh, so this is the filling the hole between Infinite Crisis and the One Year Later books, which DC is in the middle of now. Um, so did, I, did I hear correctly that they're not collecting this in trade or anything? They say they're not. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know a certain man who said something else would never happen, but apparently I've got to buy a <laughs> DVD set. <laughs> uh, right, so, sorry, Connor. Go. That's no, okay. Um, so this is a weekly series, which is the ambitious portion of this um, weekly d- series from DC, and it's it's going to be interesting to see. I think half the fun of this is to see how how far they can get with pulling it off weekly before it completely comes off the scheduling rails and doesn't come out for a couple of weeks, and then everybody gets angry, and then. DC's got a big egg on its face. I think they're taking a big risk here. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Well, I, the the word on the street was that they had done this before with Action Comics Weekly a long time ago, which was considered to be a huge failure. Um, and since <laughs> I mean they've they've put a lot of effort into this. They've got you know they they a they got a long lead time in front of them. There's four artists, and then there's the you know the ba- I mean if you don't know how it works, basically you've got the four main people involved, which is. Uh, Greg Rucka, uh, Grant Morrison, Jeff Johns, and uh, Mark Wade. Mark Wade. 
Uh, and then they're working with Keith Giffen, who is doing the layouts for everything. And which I think, which I think is going to be key. Giffen's involvement, I think, is, is yes. going to be the is going to be like the kind of the the. It, it lends honest. a consistency to everything. Well, just just that he's doing the the layouts and the and the pacing and everything because that that's what he's great at. So I mean, I think that's really talk about using like people for their 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 skills and their talents. It's also a smart yeah. way to break down the workload if you're going to segment yeah. it out, so the penciler doesn't have to deal with everything. Yeah. That month, just finishing the the, the layouts. It's like yeah. a, it's almost assembly line comics, but it's I think what you have to do in order to get it out on time. And 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 I've I've listened to a lot of interviews with the guys who are who are writing it, and they've all they're all very positive about it. And they were like talking about how, what a great experience it's been so far, and but what a huge thing it was. And and I don't know, just from listening to them, I I don't I actually think that they've got a shot at pulling this off. Now, will there be a weak mist here and there? Probably, but is that really so bad in the end? No. Yes. So no. people jump on it. No, when yeah. you're, when you're, no, it is. When you're saying I'm do, we're doing a weekly series and they miss a week, that is a bad thing in my in my estimation. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it. That's a good point. Yeah, but yeah, you that's know, all. I mean, if you're gonna make such a big deal about how this is a weekly and you miss a week, you lose all your credibility. So they basically, in my point of view, they can't lose. They can't miss a week on this. I don't care as long as the books are good. If I have to, I mean, listen, like when I want to watch Lost, I have to wait every third week. They skip a week, and we've got to wait around and find out what happens. And right, true, yeah, but but know, on, but also like the you know twenty four has been the past couple seasons has been the nonstop from January to May, and they never miss a week. Sure, That's true. This, despite the Kiefer, Kiefer's despite alcoholic Kiefer's bubbling best efforts. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, but anyway, so back to the is, book. Is at the end of the thing, if it had taken yeah. 54 weeks yeah, instead of 52, yeah. no one's going to, you know, oh, a couple of stumbles here and there, but overall it would be a monumentous you know, achievement, I think. Okay, so back to the book. The content is that um, the fallout from the big war they just had with all the villains and the um, Earth 2 heroes who are now villains, um, a lot of the heroes are in screwed up places. Especially Ralph Dibney, which was, I thought was, was probably the best part of the book. He just had a couple of scenes. The, yeah. the format for this seems to be a lot of vignettes. You you follow a handful of characters for a couple of pages, and then each, and then you you skip around. Um, while reading it, I thought this would be really really annoying if it was a monthly series, but since it's weekly, it, it should probably flow a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But if you're only having you know if you're, you're hanging out with Booster for a couple of pages, and then Ralph Dibney, and then Renee Montoya, and Steele, and then the question. Um, it probably would feel less, also Black Adam, it would probably feel less um, whole. You'd feel like you're getting cheated almost. But since it's weekly, it's going to move pretty fast, I think. I assume since it's weekly, too, we'll probably have, like, they can do an issue where it will be all of the one character. Right. You know, and then the next week you go to somebody else and you do a cut. It's hard. It's, it's interesting to speculate what it might end up like. Right. Well, I think that's half the fun of this project, just to see what it's going to end up being. <laughs> but um, Ron and I discussed this um, before... Uh, I'm not sure which Booster Gold this is. Rob, Rob, yeah, well, well my, qu- a really my, question, good point. my question to you, Connor, was that from my, now, now I'm the outside DC guy or whatever, so I might not have gotten it. You know, I might not get it. I'm doing air quotes. I might not get it. Um, but from what I understand from Infinite Crisis is that Alexander Luther was trying to make the most perfect Earth, and he ended right. up mishmashing a whole bunch of the infinite Earths into the Earth that we have now. So theoretically, there could be people from the various Earths all inhabiting the same Earth. Yes. So this isn't necessarily the same booster gold that we've known for all these years, which is I immediately thought of because I didn't understand where the ads on his uniform came from. Although it's a genius idea and makes perfect sense, he didn't previously have sponsorships. So now, like in between Infinite Crisis ending and now, he had sponsorships, or did is this like a booster gold from Earth Earth fourteen sponsor well, sponsorships? You know, it would like, make it would make sense that it's not the same booster since he he thought he knew the future, but he obviously didn't. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. 
And so, so if this isn't the same booster, who else isn't who, who you're used to? On the other hand, somebody brought that up to Dan Didio on an interview I read, and he's, he made a joke about how that little robot companion was off making these deals. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think we're going to find out. But, I mean, clearly it's the same Ralph Dibney, and clearly yeah. it's the same Steel, and it's clearly the same um, Montoya and Black Adam. It's just that Booster Gold was so tweaked. I yeah, mean, he, he was he was somewhat the same Booster Gold, but he was slightly different. And he didn't seem at all upset you know, about Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, or any, yeah. I mean, it just it just seemed a little like you know not off, but just different. so this is yeah. the first time that Booster Gold has shown up with that with that ad thing. Yes, yeah, with ads on that, his uniform. See, that yeah. sounded really familiar to me. I thought that wasn't new for some reason, but I don't no, know. No, but I mean, the thing about Booster else. Gold in the old Justice League series was he was always out for money. Uh, trying Maybe to use his, fa- his fame and his superheroing for cash, and this it makes perfect sense for the character. It's a great idea. It's just very sudden. Um, but other than that, it's I mean, there's not a lot to say because it's, it's again like Civil War setup issue, and there's a lot of just figuring out the format and how this is going to be handled and what characters we're going to be following. And there's a mystery setup between obviously Ralph Dibney. Somebody somebody left a message on Sue's tombstone. That's going to be something. Um, the questions looks like he's going to be protecting Gotham City. Um, um, why, why is Nightwing at the um, thing that's, at the end? That's another question. Why is Nightwing at this ga- gathering of heroes? Yeah. Could it be Jason Todd, I guess? Is he um, dead? No, he's all, he's supposedly off with Batman and Robin training for a year. Oh, well, the year just started. Well, they, yeah. got, they got on the boat at the last issue of Infinite Crisis. They got in the big steamership and they left. Oh. We nitpick. Like, like, see, the thing is, I don't know. I didn't read Infinite yeah. Crisis, and I didn't... Oh. And yeah. I don't know most of these characters. I don't know squat about uh, the question. I have no idea who Black Adam is. I assume he's somehow Shazam related. He's a so, villain. A Shazam villain. Oh, see, so he's Captain a Marvel villain. Even, yeah. Well, so and the, so the thing is, like, and, and I've heard this complaint a lot. Like people were reading, oh, I don't know who any of these people are. I figure I'll suss it out. Right. Yeah. I figure through context and everything. If it's at all well written, then then I'll, I'll know. You'll, who these you'll, are you'll know. Idea. You'll know who you have to know. Like you don't really need to know. You know all what, of those what, people. Geoforce or whatever his name is. Right. You know because he's probably. And it's probably better know. off that you don't. Yeah. Well, which is better? I mean, this is the case with most comics when you jump on. If it's not a completely brand new series, you're going to have to do a little mental catching up, and that that's never bothered me about comics unless it's written so obtusely that I can't. The question is the template for Rorschach. Oh, interesting. Um, and I, there was one thing about that scene where he replaces the bat signal with the question signal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he he apparently pulls off a bat. Batman yeah, apparently decal, it's a sticker, a decal, which would, <laughs> you think would, you think the would melt from the heat of the spotlight. A vinyl rub-on. Yeah. Um, and that's I think that that scene's very Grant Morrison-esque because he's basically talking to the audience, which is a Grant Morrison thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in both parts of his his, he basically asks the audience if we're ready. I mean, he's, he's essentially talking to Montoya, but he's looking right right at us, mm-hmm. and it's it's totally meta in, in Grant Morrison style. And, <laughs> Good uh, pickup, Connor. And so is the "I can see you" thing. I mean, it was kind of creepy. I kind of kind of creeped me out that he was talking to me, but could have been the hour I was reading the book. He has no face. <laughs> and, that creeps uh, me out. Right. <laughs> so I think it's going to be an exciting series on two fronts. One story wise, because I think they've got a lot of room to play here, and it's going to happen really rapidly. And you've got a you got you got some really great writers. I mean, this is like a all-star squad of writers. It's and the Beatles. They keep saying that. So, so, and two, just because to see to see if they can pull it off. So now, now th- it's an interesting juxtaposition compared to last week, where Civil War number one came out and you didn't choose it. Right. Um, and so, what was the what was the reasoning behind you know going with the big two, event book? Two reasons. Know? One, the two pr- the two problems I had, which were nitpicks, but were big enough to sour me on Civil War, in, the, in enough to make it yeah. not the best book of the week. And two, uh, 
Civil War had a lot more competition than this book had. Yeah. Yeah, it was a light week. I mean, just, Everybody's just, been complaining about it this week. It's just not, you know, it was just not a really great week for comics, so therefore, you know, if this had been a normal week and some really good books to come out, so uh, 52 might not have made the pick. Yeah. So that's just the way it goes sometimes. I mean, it could have, it was, it was honestly either this or Jonah Hex, and I thought, had I picked Jonah Hex, there would have been a revol- revolt on the webpage and on the podcast. So. <laughs> Someday you guys will find the legion of cowboy comic fans that you can, you know. We're going to have our own cowboy comic book podcast one day, <laughs> and then no one will make fun of us. <laughs> I'll get my mom to download it. That'll be the only listener. No, you were very good. Who is this, Jonah? <laughs> So that's, I mean, that's the book. It's, it's, there's not a ton yeah. to say on it. I mean, uh, I honestly can't say that, that had I done the pick as I was supposed to, I, I wouldn't have not, I wouldn't have. I mean, I you liked it. You're yeah, not, I liked, yeah, I liked, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was, I didn't think it was mind-blowingly awesome, but I so, thought it was better than good. I thought it I was, have another you know, question. On the first page where it shows apparently lots of events in the DCU yeah. all coming together as the Earth. Yep. Um, when and how did Robin make out with Nightwing? I mean, not, not, not Nightwing. <laughs> That's wrong. Awesome. Starfire. Starfire. Awesome. Well, maybe That's is old that, is Robin, that, though. Is that, yeah, is no, that it's not. Look at the costume. It's, he's got the black cape, the black and yellow cape on. I see green on mine. Yeah, I see green on mine. Well, it still would be not the old costume. Cause the costume well, it could, could be any old. It could be any Robin, couldn't it? Well, then it's a coloring mistake, and that pisses me off. You I see green, not black. Yeah, well, I see green, too. it's dark, regardless. Yeah, it's not his primary, but I, I just assumed that that was Dick Grayson. Well, then they Jesus. should have colored it like Dick Grayson, and I, that, make, that makes me yeah. angry. Wow. I just get annoyed when they, they color costumes incorrectly. Well, look at all the coloring you got to do in this, and it's a weekly book, that poor bastard. He gets paid, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he doesn't get paid. Probably all right, so that's, let's move on to um, Jonah Hex, shall we? No. Oh, boy, let's... <laughs> well, just, just stick around. If you don't like this, come back in about ten minutes. Uh, we'll be done. <laughs> ten minutes, please. I'll be back in ten minutes. John uh, is good. That's all we need It was really good. It's, it's, it still is one of those ones that you could go pick this up at any point and read, like, one issue, and you'd be having fun with it if you were into it. Well, they're all just single stories, so there's yeah. no continuity you have to worry about. It was a fun one, though. It was one of the better ones. Yes. And he, Superman he killed, was also good. He kills a man with a sheriff star, which was awesome. Yeah. Not in Superman. That would be out of character. <laughs> it is one year later. Anyway. Things have changed. The great thing about Superman is he, he hasn't had his powers until the end of the last issue. He's, he's, he's starting to get them back, but he doesn't have them back fully. So he's almost like the original Golden Age Superman. Like, he can't fly. He can only jump really high. He's not that strong. He's so kind of clumsy. A, yeah, it's a throwback sort of to the uh, original thir- 39, 40 Superman. And it's like those scenes in, like, Spider-Man when, when he's first discovering his power and he doesn't quite know what's happening, so he looks kind of stupid sometimes. And It's just, that's kind of fun. I'm sure it's been done ad infinitum, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Superman has really lame villains, though. Yeah, he does. This woman is a puzzle. <laughs> that's <guess>. stupid. <laughs> Isn't that a puncher? Her name is <sighs> The Puzzler. She, you can't kill her because she breaks up into puzzle pieces and then comes back together. And and how he defeats her is, and I'm not, I, I enjoyed this. Don't get me wrong, uh, but this is really dumb. How he defeats her is he traps her headpiece under a garbage can and then grabs, scoops up the rest of her in his cape. <laughs> and that's how he defeats the puzzler, which is stupid. Uh, but he's getting though. his powers back. It's funny to watch him jump around. Instead of fly, yeah. Yeah. He's just sort of his, his arms flinging around in the air. And apparently he shrunk while he, one year later because his costume is too long for his arms. Well, that's just a tailoring issue. Maybe he shrunk. All right, well. 
This Maybe is the lack of powers. The, the iFanboy nitpick of the of the week. <laughs> no, I just like, <laughs> his sleeves are a quarter of an inch too long. <laughs> and I, for one, need to talk to Dan Didio about this. I'm composing. Danza, why do you keep your? I'm composing uh, an email right now about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's six pages long. All right, Ron. Ron, what do you got? Um, well, I, you know, it was a light week. Um, X-Men Deadly Genesis wrapped up, um, the sixth issue of the miniseries, and, um... That leads to Ed Brubaker's Uncanny X-Men, right? Yeah, this is the, this is the miniseries written by Brubaker, which revealed the third, finally revealed the third Summer's brother. The one that Um, wasn't revealed months ago? Yeah, it was revealed a couple, a couple issues ago, but, um, I gotta say, the sixth issue really kind of, um, uh, it kind of flamed out here. It didn't really end with, um, very, you know, with the momentum that it started with. Um, I think the, the the biggest problem was the fact that uh, it looks like um, there's something happened with the art where either Trevor Harrison couldn't finish it or whatever. But on this issue, he just he's credited with the layouts while Scott Hanna does the finishes, and the art just looks rushed. Scott Hanna, the inker from yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it just looks rushed and very basic and not very not like the, I remember the I remember one of the things with like the first issue of this miniseries. I was like, wow, this art looks really good. And this could be a good series, but. Unfortunately, it didn't didn't finish finish the job. But you don't um, really want to go with a fill-in artist on something with a name like Deadly Genesis. Yeah. Like it just sounds like it's bigger than that. But uh, this leads into Brubaker's run on Uncanny, which starts with number four seventy-five this July. So um, f- uh, number four seventy-three came out this week as well. And, and oh, not till July then. Yeah, not till till July. But um, basically, the big thing at the end is that it ends uh, in. Turns out, in yeah, one of the repercussions of House of M, was that Professor Xavier no longer has any powers and he can walk again. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, how does how does not having powers affect his walking ability? Uh, I think there was something connected to the, the the mental powers being so great that his body can't deal with it or something like that. I, I think that's the reasoning or whatever. They didn't actually explain. That's why he shame. Yeah, I know. But he's but he's been up and down out of that wheelchair so many times over the past forty years. It's like it's, there 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 have been stretches where he's been out of the wheelchair. So it's it's whatever. It's, it's kind of par for the course. But um, but the the interesting thing at the end is that um. Because, you know, all of Xavier's lies and manipulations having to do with the third Summer's brother and Alex and Scott and their training and the early years of the X-Men all, all came out. Um, and a lot of what we thought, I don't know if this is a retcon or not, but a lot of what we thought happened didn't really happen. And now we know the true story of what happened. And it's basically... Put Which was what? Basically that that when the original X-Men team went to the mutant island of Krakoa... Um, they were captured, um, and what previously thought was that they were captured, but Cyclops got away and went back to Xavier, and then they he recruited Wolverine and Storm and Colossus and Nightcrawler and, and trained them, and they went back to rescue the old team. Mm-hmm. Turns out a that Cyclops didn't get away. The entire team got captured by the Mutant Island, and Xavier went to Mora Metagart, who was training her own team of X-Men, and rushed their training and sent them in to go rescue the team, uh-huh. and the team got just decimated, like, like the team died. Like one girl got cut in half, Yikes. and like it was just it was just bru- a brutal, brutal defeat um, because Xavier rushed their training. But they did get Cyclops out of out of there, um, and so then so then Xavier suppressed the memories of Cyclops to forget what really happened, to forget that he had a third brother and all this kind of stuff, and then went and got Wolverine and all them, and then they rescued them. So that's really what happened. Captain um, Picard would never do that. So, but anyway, so so needless to say, Cyclops and Havoc were pretty, and and the Third Summers brothers were all pretty pissed about being lied to and about all that this whole deal. So the big thing is at the very end, um, they finally bury in the in the Xavier Institute graveyard the the team members who died, and um, you know finally recognizing them. And at the end of the funeral, Cyclops basically kicks Xavier out of the house and saying that he's not welcome at the Xavier Institute anymore, and that he, Cyclops runs it, not him. And besides, he's not even a mutant anymore; he doesn't belong there. 
Wow. And it, and it ends with like a shocked look on Xavier's face. So it's kind of, you know, Cyclops, you know, who's been the loyal soldier to Xavier all these years has lost his faith and basically kicked him out on, on his ass. Did they <laughs> chase him out Benny Hill style at the end? No, they <laughs> didn't run. They didn't. Which I think is kind of odd because... That's what I picture. I think it's kind of odd because it's like, this is Xavier's house. Who's going to pay the bills? Right, yeah, I know, exactly. Like, I feel as if they're kind of glossing over the whole financial aspect of it. You know, well, but, they still um, want him to pay the bills. He's just yeah. not welcome to show up. But, um, you got to leave, but leave your checkbook. But it is interesting to see how this is going to play into Civil War and all the other stuff because Xavier is has been in the Civil War promo materials and the X-Men are involved, and so I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out. So, um, But, you know, needless to say, it didn't, it didn't end you know very well, so... But I am. I still am excited for Brubaker's um, start on. So it's in continuity and everything. So whatever yeah. is happening in the other books is yeah. supposedly happening at the same time. Exactly. So. Boy, Scott's going through a lot lately. Yeah, he is. Whew. Well, the the thing about the astonishing book is it's in continuity, but still it doesn't really cross over with. The it's other in story. and out of continuity. I mean, it's in continuity, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not accountable, I guess, to the other books, which is whatever. I don't want to. Get caught up in that. So <laughs> what you get for for top tier talent. They say I don't want to deal with this. But um, so that was X Men Deadly Genesis, and then I also picked up X Machina, which was good as usual. Yes. It was. Yeah. But if you look at the cover in a certain way, he looks like a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perspective drawing when you're looking at him from top, but I can't not picture it without him with just having tiny short legs. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm tilting the the book until I see it. Now I see it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But it's good. This was a little superhero action-y one. This is funny because I really love this book, but I never really have a lot to talk about with it. I was like, yeah. oh, it's really good again. Yeah, you know, like just... It progresses. At the end, something happens. It's kind of the same thing all the time, but it's just consistently good. Yeah, It's, um, almost, it's... it's almost fatigue. Good book fatigue. It's like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally, I think one of the other books I wanted to just touch on real quick was the third issue of American Virgin. And I think I'm starting to see uh, Steven Siegelitis on this. Where like I don't know why he keeps fooling me. It's the Steven Seagal's the, one of the biggest mysteries in comics, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it wasn't bad, but at the same time, it doesn't feel terribly original right now. The the really the big saving grace for this book right now, and I think it was also mentioned on the website, is the art, the Becky Cloonan art. It's just great. Like it's really yeah. good, and it's really nice to see it in color. And uh, I really would like to see her do more work, but I'm not loving this yet. Like I said, I'll go to the end of the first story. And, How long is that going to be? Care. I don't know. I'm guessing like six issues, and, and then that'll be it. Unless unless it really wows me. But it's kind of obvious. I've actually seen dissenting opinions on, like on our website. Like one person was like, eh, it wasn't very good. And then somebody else said, oh, it was great. And so I'm not telling you if it's good or not. I'm just saying I, I, I'm not loving it. I, it's at like B minus right now. You know? That's not so, bad. I'm not. It's 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 right on the edge of C. If the, if the art was anything less than than really good, right, you know, I would sort of just say meh. But well, meh, <laughs> meh. <laughs> so we are in the midst of uh, many giant comic book events, and I, one of the topics that keeps coming up on the site is 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 these events and whether they're any good and if like people are happy with them and like so you know, certain people are saying how. Um, it's just a big marketing ploy, and they don't want to get involved with it, and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, hey, let's chat about that. Well, I think one of the complaints is that people s- say they f- they are forced to buy all of these books. Uh, 73 Civil War books and 100 or something <laughs> Infinite Crisis books. And it's, I, don't, I don't buy that you have to buy these books. 
Yeah, no, I, and and I don't think you do, and I think that's what I think the I think the comic companies have finally heard that complaint after years of having to buy all those. You know, like for you know, there have been events where you, it's gone through you know the different titles, and you had to you know part two was in this book and part three is in this book. But I think especially I mean and I don't know so much about Infinite Crisis or one year later or all the DC stuff because I'm very limited on what I read and that stuff. But the Marvel stuff, I mean. Um, you know, I think I, when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, and I, I went through all the seventy-three Civil War books, and I think it, and it netted out that I was I'm going to buy like around fifty of them. Mm-hmm. But a of lot of those, them type, of of the Civil War tie-ins, but a lot of those of books, those you buy in most. Of them. Yeah, of those, the majority of them I buy. Like I already read Amazing Spider-Man, I already read New Avengers, I already read Thunderbolts, I already read X Factor, I already read Wolverine. You know, like so, it's you know really the only stress on my on my wallet is the Civil War miniseries and like the. I think the I'm gonna get the Young Avengers Runaways and the um, Civil War X Men miniseries, but I, like I'm not getting Black Panther, I'm not getting Fantastic Four, I'm not getting Cable, Deadpool, you know. Although I am thinking of picking up the Civil War Frontline because did you read I anything too, about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it looks really interesting. Thirty-two pages, no ads. It's like written from Ben Yurick's point of view. Like that Ooh. that looks like the, I think is going to be the the kind of hidden gem of Civil War if you ask me. But we'll see how that turns out though. And I, and I I just I think that what we're seeing is it's a little of the of the of the past. Reflecting on the present, and that, like, I mean, actually, I'm guessing comic book readers are probably older now. Like the yeah. same ones that were forced to buy all of the issues of uh, DC One Million or something, or felt like they were forced to. They're probably the exact same people who are reading this now, and they're probably feeling a little bit of fatigue. But I think the publishers seem to be adjusting. For one thing, yeah. these crossover events are good now. Yeah, or, I mean these these events, and I think that we've been treated to some good ones, and and that's different than the past. Yeah. Like in the past, it felt like an event wasn't done by the top tier people. An event was done by people you hadn't heard of, like you know, doing something that wasn't very good. Now here, they put their best people on it and they make an event out of it. But it's not like a thing where you have to buy everything. You have to spend tons of money if you don't want to. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I think, I, for, for, and I don't know what exactly what series broke the, you know, what straw broke the camel's back. But there, somewhere along the '90s, crossovers and everything get <clears throat> got a bad name, and it might have to do with like Marvel Onslaught and DC One Million, like the late the '90s Kingdom. ones. Remember but the like, Kingdom? yeah, the Kingdom oh. and stuff oh. like that. But the thing is, is that like I have really fond memories of crossovers of like the '80s, like, like the X Men crossovers, like Inferno and Extinction mm-hmm. Agenda and stuff like that. That's the stuff that got me into comics, you know? Like, yeah, so but they weren't as huge. I don't think. Like, well, the, the, the problem was is that they were they were contained within the mar- within the within the X Men books alone, right? You know? So so like you I, I, and I was already reading those books as it was, so it was like a well done crossover. It wasn't like <laughs> you know again, it's not pushing me to buy books that I don't normally buy. So yeah. And again, that, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say on, on the site we talked about this with the person who was complaining. Um, not that it's bad to complain, but they just were. Um, this the reason why they pull these books out is they want you to buy them. Right. They they need to make money and. The only way to make more money than the money they're making now is to get the people who are already buying comics to buy more comics because right. they're not getting or, new people to buy comics. Well, they could find a way to get more pe- new people to buy comics, but it's not going to be with anything they do on an individual series. Right, but what I'm they saying is they're not new- doing that. So they, what they're doing now is is instead making you not making you buy, but putting these books out there because there are there are fans who think they have to buy all the related books. They have to create a, a project with a with a bigger audience than they have. I mean, they can put whoever they want on Amazing Spider-Man. You're not going to get new comics readers out of that. Now, but having said that, we we seem to attract new comic readers like flies to some sort of dead food. Yeah, uh, if, if if by looking at the example of our site, you think that there's a lot new, a lot more new people in comics because we, yeah. we're hearing left and right about people who are buying new books and getting. Doesn't into it, it seem again. like they're all people who are coming back to comics though? 
A good number of them are. Some are, some aren't. But yeah. it's we have at least five or six regular people come to the website who are brand new to comics or yeah. back at and it's that's an odd. I mean, I'm, I'm almost floored every time I hear it because you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why us? <laughs> I think we ask that on a daily basis. Um, well, I think I think you know. I just I mean the bottom line is you're not forced the, the way that they're done now. You're not forced to buy them. Right. Yeah, you just get the mini. I think I mean, you like, could you could just buy Civil War the book and not buy anything else and still get the story. I'm pretty sure. Right. I th- but I think I think depending on your point of view, you could feel you could feel pressured that you do have to buy them. Yes, they're there are definitely people because they're, they're running a business they want to. And the, the important thing is to remember that you control what you buy and you and you and that finally they're respecting the fact that you might not want to buy everything, so they're making the stories containable so that they make sense outside of each other. So they're not coming to your house with a gun saying you're going to buy these books. <laughs> but. At the same time, they uh, they do understand that com- people who have a tendency to want to read comic books are also the same people who have a tendency to want to have everything of something. Right. They're the right. people who want to have every DVD of a TV series they liked or all of the like, – they're completists. There's a, like, there's a collector mentality, even to people who aren't you know, speculation collectors per se. You know, so fight that urge, I guess, if you want to save your pennies. <laughs> I think it's, a diff- it's just a different atmosphere now. Yeah, but I, and I think that what we've seen, you know, I've been proven that that they can be done well. I think I think this the one that really got me uh, was uh, the Cataclysm uh, Batman one, like Batman thing from from a few years back. That was I was like, wow, that's great. It was really good, and it went through all the titles, and I had to buy all the books, but I didn't care because I was getting a really good story. They were better comics than I was used to. Yeah, I mean, that's that, gonna be how you do an event. You make better comics than usual. Right, that's the thing is that the, normally when people hear crossover event, for some reason they just think that it's not, it's like not good. But in this case, we're seeing, you know, you know, like, you know, between fifty two and and even with Civil War, you're seeing quality creators and good stories. You know, like the 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 comic companies are really worried about making quality stories. So um, I think Finally. in that case, yeah, in that case, you know, everybody wins. So. It's really interesting because it's true. That's that's. And it's exactly the opposite of what's happening in a lot of other media. Well, it's the opposite of what's happening in films. I think films are getting worse, and they're seeing a reaction from that. Whereas television is getting better, and they're seeing a reaction from that. And comics are getting better yeah. right now, which is great. Yeah. After a, a good, long slump. It's a good time for the comics. A great time for comics. Los comicos. Okay. So. Magnifico. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Cool. So, also, Latin uh, listeners, let's not butcher their language. (laughs) I don't even know if that made sense. (laughs) Oh, my Spanish is from The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the bee guy. (laughs) What's the other thing we're going to talk about, Joshua? We were going to talk about, in the same instance, another topic that's been coming up on the website a lot um, from a couple of people. uh, and and thank you guys for writing our show for us now because it really helps. <laughs> we don't have to just think of things. Um, is the idea like a, a lot of people are saying in these events, especially people are coming back and 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 a lot of the newer writers are rewriting basically characters' histories or ignoring parts of it that that had occurred before. Uh, one of the things that it, having to do with Civil War was the fact that the new warriors were completely killed. You know, uh, and 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 they kind of and the people who had been working before that had ignored what had come before. Now I don't know anything about New Warriors, so I could care less. And then, furthermore, you know, if you don't care about New Warriors, this is again another point that's right up on the site. You know, what's the point? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I th- right. Well, I think that I think the thing is, is if you don't care about New Warriors, what's the point exactly? But if you do care about New Warriors, it's a it's a very big point. I mean, it's the thing is, 
you know, you can't care. Everybody can't be held sacred. Right. Well, well, but but it's hard when you do when you do have a connection. Like it's going to come to no surprise to you guys that I bought the New Warriors in the early nineties. I, mean, I did I, too. I bought yeah. it. From the first and thing it was I a great. It was a great series. Is now, there a Marvel title you didn't buy in the early nineties? Yeah, yeah, there was. I, for some reason, I've never, I never got hip to the Fantastic Four and to Hulk and stuff like that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, Me neither. And you know, and and and, I, and before you know, before nineteen ninety nine, I was never hip to Daredevil or anything like that. But, Plus, you know, the so, New Warriors had yeah. Nova in it. But anyway, but um, yeah, well, New Warriors had Nova and 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 Firestar and, and and Marvel Boy, who I liked, and all stuff like that. And there were some great stories in there. But I think that I think that the key problem was is that you know last year, whenever when Zeb Wells did his new take on New Warriors, which had them reuniting to be the stars of a reality television series with this kind of like humorous take on it, um, which it is was by the very... way a great idea from a pitch standpoint. Yeah, it's a great idea from a pitch standpoint, except except for when you take existing characters that people have. This, um, this, you know, you know, kind of emotional connection to, and like, and mainly like, like Night Thrasher, who. Was but the, like, the question is, when does that, when does that end? I mean, at what point right. does, does yeah. the fans' love for character constrict the storytelling? Right. Yeah. Well, it's um, yeah, exactly. It's 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 it's, it's a tough line, I, I, and I don't know the answer. <laughs> I've had I'm kind of numb and and um and what's the word apathetic to it because I've had so many of my char- favorite characters get twisted and contorted. To See, that's, that's right you know? there. You, what you said was the perfect reason why people complain. The yeah. first thing you said was not my favorite characters, my characters. Yeah, <laughs> too, many, too many too many comic fans, and I'm guilty of it in some instances. Consider yeah. them consider them their characters. <laughs> the fact that you refuse to ign- 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 uh, acknowledge Kyle Rayner's existence. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else, and, yeah. and it's, I'm not saying I'm above it, but too many comic fans consider their, their their characters theirs, and if anything happens to them that they don't like, they go nuts. Yeah. Uh, well, that's I mean, the thing, though, is that they want to they want to maintain the status quo. Well, not and that, that you want to maintain the status where it's not that you want to maintain the status quo. It's just that you don't want to a character that you really like. You don't want to see get blown up. I mean, I think it's as simple as that, you know. Or you, and you don't want to you don't want to get seen you don't want to get seen as used as a MacGuffin to further somebody else's story. Well, they're not MacGuffins. I mean, the, the point that we made in this discussion on the site was that if it wasn't the New Warriors, if some just random characters we didn't know or care about, it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing or, about it is, or, or would have been like somebody said, Power Pack, and then a whole other group of people would have been. But I love Power Pack. Power Pack or Great it's, Lakes Avengers, I think, were were prime targets for, or, or but equally New Warriors because they were like C list, and you know. The thing is, if there were enough there. New Warriors yeah. fans, there would yeah. have a popular book, and they wouldn't kill them. But since yeah. there aren't enough New Warriors fans, they can kill them and still use them for the name recognition. Right. It's just a matter of fact. If there's five guys who love the New Warriors, I'm sorry for you, five guys are out of luck. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I, I think I, I mean, I do agree with you, Connor, in that it's, 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 it's a sacrifice to further a good story, which I can accept. Um, you know, now had Nova been in, in, in the group that died, oh, you would have gone, you would have lost it. Yeah, I probably would have, probably would have so lost it. So you would but. rather, you, I mean, you would rather have Nova not exist in the Marvel U, basically have no book, have no regular appearances, than to see him take a major part in the story, even if something bad happens to him. Well, yeah, because because while he didn't exist a couple of months ago in the Marvel U in any standpoint, now he's in a miniseries, and now he's like like these characters have a way of it's kind of like you know soap operas, and like mm-hmm. characters have a way of coming back, and just because they're not around doesn't mean that they're not going to be back in some kind of form or iteration. And that's the other point is they'll be back. someone gets killed. Yeah, that's the other thing too is that is that we didn't see any bodies. We don't know exactly who died, what happened. You know, Speedball as as wacky and cheesy as he is. 
has been, you know, a mainstay for, you know, 20 years or whatever. He's not going to, I mean, he's going to... But even if we did see the bodies, Jason Todd's body was blown to bits and mangled and burned and charred and it was buried. Now he's back 20 years later. And and Bucky's back, too. And Bucky's, I mean, there's, those are the two, were the two quote-unquote untouchable dead characters, and now they're both back alive, so... You can cry and moan and complain, but in a few years they'll be back. It'll be the triumphant return to the status quo team that was has the same issues, the same personalities as before, and everyone will be happy again. No, yeah. then they'll they say they'll say, "Well, the character's not right, though. This isn't." They're ignoring. And then the after history, three months, right? it won't sell, and then it'll get canceled, and then you won't see <laughs> again. moving on. So, oh god, that's too funny. <laughs> I mean, but like, and then the other part. I'm not of it being is new, that... not specifically new words. This, this happens with a lot of characters. Just yeah, using yeah. those example because this happened recently to them. Yep. I don't want to be seen as picking on the new warriors. No, don't worry. Ass is covered there, Connor. All right, All right. I'm picking on the new warriors. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who are they again? I mean, so, it's I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think I think a part of it is it's the nature of the beast and of the, of the whole thing is that you know some something's got to happen to somebody, and you're right, and it can't it can't you know you can't let sentiment get in the way of good stories and the. And let's face it, nobody was doing anything with Night, Night Thrasher and Namorita and yep. Marvel Boy. They were just like, languishing in the dust, doing nothing. Yep. Well, Marvel Boy wasn't in the group that died. we don't know where Marvel Boy is. Uh, the last, the last known speedball, the, the last, no, the last known um, Marvel Boy or Justice, as he's called now, is him and Firestar quit the Avengers, and he had proposed, and they were going to get married. But inexplicably, I read in in the I think the Marvel database or Wikipedia that uh, Justice broke off the engagement. But I don't know why or what happened. I don't know what book that happened in. And I can't find it. So, if anybody knows what the current status of Justice and Firestar are in the Marvel universe, please write and let us know. Contact at ifanboy.com. <laughs> So. <laughs> I guess I'm you plugged. <laughs> Speaking of contact at ifanboy.com, we get mail. That's a segue <laughs> and a half. Wow. Uh, we, you know, as usual, we get a you know a bunch of bunch of you like to write into us, and we thank you. Um, unfortunately, due to time, we can't get them all. But uh, this week, we um, have an email from Matt Wiggins. Oh, I shouldn't say full names on the podcast, should I? From Matt. Well, okay. Matt W. Give an address. Matt W. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, so he four twenty four Spedro Lane. He wrote in with some questions. Um, he basically his first question was um, about the online comic fanboy community. Um, that basically, you know, he finds them to be kind of you know negative, cynical, and hyper judgmental from about ninety percent of the people out there in the on the online world. Um, on the other hand, we kind of refrain from bashing books, and we admit that we trust Joe Casada. Which I don't know. Has any of us actually said we I, trust I, Joe Casada? I didn't say that. Yeah, anyway, but. Um, I, I trust Joe Casada. I don't know. I like him. He's got yeah, a nice you know apartment. What? All right. Yeah. I, I yeah, he's got a very did. nice apartment. Yeah. But um, he wants to know what's the difference between us and our site and the whiny comic community at large. <laughs> and he said not just us, but also the community we built for you all at ifanboy.com. So um, he wants to know how we do it. Dumb luck. Well, here, let me, how, let me, let me how go do back. we do it? Yeah. Let me go back to, to a point talking about if we trust Joe Casada. Okay? That implies that we're worried about him doing something horrible to me. Right. I'm not. I trust that, you know, if a book comes out, it will be pretty good, and if it's not, I won't buy it. Right, yeah. I don't – thing is – and maybe this is the difference between me – I'm not even going to speak for you two. For me and, and those other fans that they're talking about, which is really what we're just talking about, I don't have a great deal of personal stake in these things. Like, I like good comics. If comics aren't good, I'm unhappy. But, like, I'm not worried about him destroying some legacy because right. I don't think I was bigger than him for one thing, which is which is funny because I mean it, it could probably be said that you know Connor and I would probably disagree that we feel we have more of a personal stake, but the thing is is that this isn't just our world, 
Yeah. Like, you know, like there's a lot of other stuff that we have interests in and, and are as equally passionate about for. And the thing is, is that like, you know, you know, it's not, you know, I kind of, I kind of laugh and think of this, the the bad Jimmy Fallon Red Sox movie. I'm sorry, Connor. But you know how, how like his entire apartment was all Red Sox and his sheets were Red Sox and everything was like, and he just lived, breathed in, you know, like we don't really live, breathe and eat comics 24 seven. I mean, that was a Nick Hornby book about soccer. Well, yeah, yeah, that was, (laughs) um, and it's a better example. You know, we we know we we probably comics are probably a good. I would say maybe two hours a day of my life, maybe three. You know, wow. but like you know, I, I'm just kind of on average. You know, there's some days where I don't even think about comics. You know, but um, and I think that's the key is that is that we're not kind of like while we immerse ourselves in it, we don't immerse ourselves to the point of forgetting kind of who we are and where we come from and what we're really talking about. You know, like at the end of the day, this is just fiction. This is fantasy. And, and any, I mean, the thing, anything that happens in comics. It is. It, it isn't permanent. It doesn't yeah. matter. If Joe Casada goes and and changes everything in Marvel, and all of a sudden sales drop, you can bet everything that he did yeah. will be changed back because it won't work. But with the, as far as the community goes, I mean, I don't think any of us really deal with that very well either. So I, I think our personalities popped out in the website to the point where like that's the kind of stuff that we fostered, and that's I guess thankfully it's kind of the people that we've attracted, which is great. Yeah, I mean, not I that everybody I... agrees because they don't, and that's good. Also, the uh, shrieking negative negativity isn't uh, j- just limited to the comic book fans online. It's basically yeah. any any group of people online. Yeah, tr- trust me. As I as I found out the hard way from a from a, a, a music based fan group, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I received the the ire of a lot of people who were very upset, basically because my nationality wasn't the nationality that they, they thought it should be for me to enjoy a specific music artist which is just bullshit but whatever so oh, it's, um, it's just that's yeah. that's the nature of the internet yeah exactly yeah. well the loudest people will be the ones who, who will show up and you'll think that way yeah. so like if you ever go to look at a product review of something and you see a hundred negative reviews on something yeah. well that's because those are the only people who came there a hundred thousand people bought it but the only people who went to write anything about it were people who didn't like it right you know and that's always something to be wary about but I, like, I mean just in general we try to we try to keep it intelligent. That's yeah, I mean, I think I think the th- I think the thing is is that the the fact of the matter is that you know we're in our late twenties. We we kind of were we've 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 lived through kind of annoying whiny comic community and decided we didn't really like that. So we've attracted people I think who are kind of of the same you know thought process as us, where you know this is just fun and just enjoy it for what it is. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if Jason Todd's alive or not. You know, well we so, also yes, don't get a lot. Well, it does, but I mean, <laughs> but it's not it's not going to keep me up at night. You know, I heard so. Judd Winnick actually for night. that. Yeah. And it was actually not a bad explanation. Yeah, he just said, "What's the worst thing that you could do to Batman? Bring Jason Todd back." And they were yeah. like, he goes, "Yeah, I heard that." I too, didn't yeah. care so much how or why. I was just like, "What can I do to him?" And that makes sense to me. It's also the worst thing to do to the fans. Well, yeah, but you you talked <laughs> like about it. I completely poke a hole in our whole buildup. You <laughs> talked about it. You cared about it, and you no, but th- this is why though you cared about it. That's yeah. actually not the worst thing you could do to Batman. You killed Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah that, that would hurt you. That would hurt you physically. But that'd hurt be you. the worst thing you do to Batman in yeah. reality. If so Alfred anyways. did it. So enough about the community. Actually, you'd probably kill Alfred. Would be the worst. Uh, well, no, yeah, wait. One other point on the community that I, I do want to make really quick is the one thing that we also don't seem to have for whatever reason is a lot of really awful personal flamer people. Which is nice. Which you get all over other sites and things, which we don't have. Which it's not nobody flamer. Fi- by flamer people, you mean people who like just live to insult other people and, and yell at them. Yeah, not, trolls. Yeah, yeah we don't get that, yeah. and yeah. and it's been really useful, I think, <laughs> in keeping things very uh, uh, accessible around iFanboy. So just yeah. it doesn't get personal, and it doesn't get your opinion is as valid as anybody else's, and people are just exactly. very civil to each other. And I thank God for you people. Yeah, no, it makes I mean, it fun. You... And I'm glad you exist. 
Yeah. So. Also the occasional girl. The occasional girl, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Sorry um, about that, dude. So, <laughs> so um, Matt's second question um, is kind of a from the iFanboy podcast archives uh. asking, he says, someone, I think Ron, because he also gets me and Josh's voice mixed up, um, was supposed to be taking a task about my, his avoidance of Vertigo books. Is this ever going to happen? Someday, we need something for you all to look forward to. <laughs> I think the fact that a Vertigo book hasn't popped up as a pick of the week speaks for itself. <laughs> uh, Vertigo has been in a bit of a slump lately. I it has think. been in a big slump. Yeah, uh, ten year slump. Anyway, um, I mean, if you want, I've been rereading Sandman. They're fantastic. We can talk about those anytime. I, actually, I down, I, down, read them. I, I I might have done something on the computer which would allow me to read them. In theory, in theory, hypothetically, and so maybe I should read the whole Sandman run and then we could talk about it. So I find that when I do sometimes that thing in theory, if I were to do it. I yeah. might tend not to actually read them, even though they're uh, I there. find, too, hypothetically, that I might not actually <laughs> hypothetically have the time to hypothetically use what I might have downloaded. Or not. <laughs> anyway, his third question is, um, isn't a question but more of a request. And this is one that, that I, I, I personally want to thank Matt for kind of reminding me of my roots. But um, his question is, can we encourage our readers to check out their public libraries for comics? When he lived in Ohio and now that he's in North Carolina, he had the luck of living in library systems with huge comic collections. That's really what got him excited about comics because he can find so much for free and it's even legal. It depends on where you live, but I can guarantee that most systems have at least some Spider-Man and Batman books. In recent weeks, I picked up the Ultimates hardcover, the first volume of the Sandman, both Escapist TP trades, and the second Gotham Central trade. All sorts of great stuff is out there in the libraries. Um, did he say the second Gotham Central trade? Yes. Does that exist? Do I have that? You have it. I oh, you I do, right. This is the third one that that on. The third one just came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, Matt is absolutely right. I, I wor- I wor- I've worked in a library. I worked in a library from 14 until 22. Um, age 22 and my mom's a oh, I thought you were talking about yeah. the year which would make no, no, you no. like from when I was 14 until <laughs> I was 22 I always worked I always had a job in the library um, my mom is a librarian my wife is a librarian like there's a lot of a lot of library blood running through me and this he's absolutely right and then and actually when we go to San Diego I always make a point to go to the, the, the comics and libraries panel and um the libraries are trying. They they might not know exactly what they're doing because a lot of times it's people like my mom who don't know you know the difference you know. But every now and then you find a library where somebody is, is a comics enthusiast and they know what to order and know what to get. They you know a lot of times well, a they friend of ours is a friend of ours is a librarian. She's, yes, yeah, exactly. She's asked us to you know to help pick books, advise and stuff. her on what she should stock. The problem is is that a lot of times the libraries don't know what to do with it, so they often put all comics in like the young adult section. You know, even though obviously things like you know <laughs> Alias shouldn't be in the young adult section, you know, and then and then some parent sees Alias and gets mad because there's cursing and 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 Luke, naughtiness Luke. with Luke Cage. Um, By the way, I've been reading Alias again. Yeah, I, I didn't. I only read the first few. They're yeah. awesome. They're, they're great. Yeah, I got the omnibus, so I'm reading that. I'm reading that again. Oh, so. They're great. I just read the best issue with uh, the, it's the script one where it's J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, yeah. that was a great oh, issue. That was a great God. one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. But anyway, yeah, so libraries are a great resource to pick up comics. Um, they, they have, they've been getting the, these hardcovers the libraries have been buying um, that the comic companies have been putting out. So if you haven't, if you, you don't have a lot of money and you want up, you know, you want to read comics, go check out your local library. Five bucks is you'll be surprised. So um, thank you, Matt, for reminding us about that. He wants you to say his last name because he has a website. Yes, he does. He has a shameless plug for his website at uh, www.mattwiggins.org, which has lots of comics content. Um, so, See that? There. So, sure. There you go, Matt. Mattwiggins.org. Have fun. So if you have any questions or want to take us to task or remind us of anything, um, you can email us at co- uh, contact at ifanboy.com, and uh, we love to get the email, so keep it coming. So, Boy, don't we. Indeed. <clears throat> 
So, wow, the show just ran out of air. How about that Frapper map? 153. Wow. Huge. We just got a pin from David Lundgren in Landskrona, Sweden. Nice, Sweden. Our, our first foray into the, into the territory. The, the, the uh... Swedish territory. <laughs> I think we, we you you found that somewhere like somebody had yeah I, I was searching Google and I found I, I found a Swedish blog um, that mentioned us and this guy in his frapper pin he says that he mentioned us on his blog I don't know if it's the same if we're on multiple Swedish blogs it could that could very well be but, um, but we all worked to try to find a Swedish translator and kind yeah of it did. was it was tough but we found it and we said he he spoke very highly of our of our site so thank you if Dylan Todd in Idaho United so States. thank you yeah I was very happy to see Idaho I was very very happy to see Idaho. I don't know why he was, though. Maybe it's the potatoes. I love Idaho for some reason. Kyle in Ontario, who actually sent us an email earlier this week. Blight in Perth, Australia, continuing our international dominance. Uh, Essen in California. Another Ontario virtual shadow, which... By the way, calling it dominance really does not help our... uh, (laughs) our It's dominance. Virtual shadow, which could be a superhero in Ontario. uh, In Oshawa. He was posted. And Matt in New York City. Yeah, so... Thanks to everybody who posted on the Frapper Map. And keep the pins coming. We still have several hundred of you who download the podcast who don't have a pin in the Frapper Map. So Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Frapper.com slash iFanboy. Or you can go to iFanboy.com and click the link on the right side. Um, we, should te- all- no, we should just um, – go ahead. I was going to say, as always, you can come to iFanboy.com and, and read what we've been writing about or post um, what you think of this week's comics or what the various topics that are on the site. If you want to give us a topic to post, you know, yeah, if, please if, do. if it's something we think we can get up there, we'll do that. Yep. Story you read about anything to do with comics. We're okay with that. Connor, did you have a tease or something? I was going to say we should tease that in a few weeks we may have some announcement to make about the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, so stay tuned. And if you are planning on going to San Diego... Um, you might find it interesting. Yeah. So, you wow. said too much. Oh well, no, I'm going to be killed. <laughs> well, we're, what, well, we're going. I mean, that's that's, that's we are going to go. Yeah, we are going. So we'll that be it's, there. It's it's in relation to that as to what you can news, look forward to. News beyond that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's another good week of comics. Let's send that one off to the archives. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. <laughs> I think I meant to say Hall of Fame when I blew it. Yeah, possibly. Oh well. <laughs> the listeners, do, do you think they keep these and go back and listen to them? And be like, boy, I wonder what they were saying about Daredevil last year. <laughs> Probably I not. Probably not. I have them all, but I'm supposed to have them all. So <laughs> you keep everything. You probably have all. Of them. That's kind of sad. <laughs> I, I get rid of them. Someday she just can't get rid of a bomb.